Welcome back to A Year of Magical Living with me, Imogen Roy. This is episode 26, and I'm going to be walking you through a year in review process. So I'm recording this in December 2021, and this year in review process is the one that I've used every year. And despite the fact that this year has challenged us in many ways, was not the release or back to normal that we might have expected, I'm still honoring my traditional process because I think that adjusting to long-term change is part of the lesson that we're learning through these times. And I love reviewing my year. I have a lot of reflection practices that are built into my lifestyle and my business. I just really, really value taking the time to stop, pause, get my bearings, accurately assess where I am, my location, my coordinates, my achievement, my uh, skill level, and most importantly, my desires. Am I still pointing in the right direction? Do I need to course correct? So I'm going to share this process with you. I want to right off the bat, be honest with you and say that this is not a really quick five minute exercise or even something that you may even be able to complete in one sitting or in one or two hours, I don't know, but it's not short, it's not snappy, it's not a tick box exercise and that's really deliberate. I just don't believe that deep self-reflection, assessment, integration, processing on an emotional, physical, and mental level should be rushed. Um, A really deep dive like this, a cathartic integration, and a harvesting of desires and uncelebrated victories is the most powerful antidote to feeling stuck, any stagnation that has set in, in your lifestyle, your habits, your work, and is a really, really great practice for getting in touch with that inner voice of wisdom, that inner compass that can so easily be silenced by the noise of the outside world and rushing through life, white-knuckling life. So I invite you, if you feel called, if you feel moved, and especially if you've never done an exercise like this before, to consider starting now. And you can, you, you can get inspired by this exercise. You can follow the exact formula that I use. You might want to give yourself time over several weeks or several days to do certain parts of it up to you. But I would really encourage you, especially if you're dreading this time of year, you're feeling overwhelmed by the fact that it's December and a new year is beginning next year, and you, you're you not sure if you're super proud of what you've accomplished this year, 
Maybe you feel behind. Maybe you've been swept off course. Maybe things have not gone the way you wanted. You're disappointed. Maybe you're feeling really rushed and overwhelmed that you're going to have to come up with you know, new year, new me goals very soon. And it's all just feeling too much. If that's how you're feeling, I especially encourage you to engage with this process and go gently. Remember, a year in review, like the one I'm about to share, it's not a performance review. It's not a scorecard. It doesn't involve an awkward meeting with your manager or your boss. Um, you don't need to <laughs> prepare, you know, you don't need to prepare or <sighs> you get to own your space. This, this is private, it's just for you. And it is not a way for you to beat yourself up. On the contrary, I encourage you to use this exercise to actually harvest any hidden achievements or uncelebrated victories that you've actually been collecting that you haven't brought your full attention to. So I'm going to run you through a six-step formula. It spells out the word spacer, <laughs> which is meaningless, <laughs> but the f six letters are S-P-A-C-E-R. So I'm going to begin and I'm going to walk you through what each of the letters stands for and some questions or uh, exploration points that you might want to bring uh, to that area and a lens through which to look at. And of course, you may have your own based on your your whether you work, whether you're a business owner, whether you're an employee, whether you have had a, you know, you're not working, whatever your lifestyle is, bringing your own lens to this uh, letter. So spacer. S stands for strategy. Now, that word may mean several different things to you, but the way I'm looking at strategy is simply how you decided to go about things this year. How you, how you decided to go about things. So what did you decide earlier this year to do? And what did you decide to not do? And how did that pan out for you? When you chose your areas of focus, whether, whether that for you was setting goals or setting intentions or choosing areas of focus or setting boundaries or creating some kind of game plan. Um, what, how did that go for you? What was, what was the outcome? What, what did the process feel like relative to your initial intention? And for me personally, the strategy that I use to guide my year and my work and my life is to choose three words for the year. This is the exercise that you'll find in module two of my vision of success course, the productive with purpose exercise. This is an exercise I've been doing for several years now. Why? Because I commit every year to the process, not the result. And I let my desire drive me. So the three words that I pick I've chosen because they stand for a way that I want to feel as I go about things. 
So my uh, three words for 2021 were expanded, sacred, and well. I'm not going to go into those personally. I will do an upcoming episode on the three words exercise towards the end of this month. But I'm just giving that as an example to show that strategy can mean many different things because it simply means how did you personally decide to go about this year at the beginning and what happened? And so this space is for you to evaluate your strategy. And if you're, if you're starting here and you're going, um, I don't think I had a strategy, well, that's still, <laughs> your strategy might have been to not have one. That's still a choice you made. So evaluate, how did that pan out for you? Did you? What did you learn from letting go or loosening your grip on control? What happened? What were the outcomes? How did it make you feel? What did you learn from that? Um, did, did it work for you? Is that something you want to do going forward? So how did you decide to go about things? And then just evaluate. Because at the end of this whole exercise, I'm going to be asking you to harvest your year in review so that you can go into next year with more intention, having processed and integrated the lessons from this one. So just simply evaluate. Did it work for you? Did it not? Why? What do you want to bring forward? What do you want to leave behind? Okay, moving on to the second letter, P. P is for pay. (laughs) Going straight for the money here. So if you are a business owner, you might want to consider your personal pay and maybe your business profit. Um, If you are an employee, you want to maybe think about your salary or any income that you have, any income streams, any money that's coming into your life. This is a space for you to evaluate. Was it enough? How does it make you feel? Um, And what worked when it came to making that money and what didn't? No matter whether we're self-employed, employed or not working currently, many of us have internalized this idea that we don't have that much control over the money we're making. Now, I, you might go, of course, no, that's not true. I, I totally understand how I have control over that. But when you actually question your thoughts on a daily level and how those thoughts impact your behaviors, I think many of us, it would be worth us really sitting with that and realizing in the ways that we unconsciously take, um, internalize money beliefs that take us out of the driver's seat. So this is your space for you to look at how am I making money? How did I make money this year? Did it work for me? Did I feel underpaid? What were the most profitable things that I did? What are the least profitable things? And does it matter because they have another benefit or not? Especially as business owners, um, I think it's really good to set an intention for an exercise, whether that's launching a new service or making an investment and deciding 
am I choosing to do this because the my expectation is that this is going to be a really high money re- uh, generating activity? Or am I investing in this thing right now because it's an experiment that will give me other results other than a lot of money straight away, but I know why I'm doing it? Because often I think we don't take the time to really give each activity a role. So we can't effectively evaluate whether it worked or not because we weren't sure what the goal was. So take some time to look through your money, whether it's your accounts for your business or doing an evaluation of your pay slips and really sitting and thinking, hang on, do I need a pay rise in 2022? Do I need to raise my rates? Do I need to change my income streams so that I'm not having to work so hard for the money I'm making? Are there things that I've been doing that are really unprofitable and they are not bringing me joy? Here is your space to take a look. And I understand that this topic can be very difficult, can be triggering, can be very emotional which is why I recommend that you may want to break up this year in review into separate chunks and not feel you have to rush through it and give time and space for emotions to arise and sit with them. I'm going to talk a little bit at the end about harvesting emotions, but take your time to really move through this at the pace that feels right for you. Third letter. challenges. No, sorry. Third letter is A, achievements. All right, here is your space and time to harvest all that you are proud of this year. Um, You probably, like all of us, have quite a few uncelebrated, unprocessed victories, achievements, accomplishments, things that you're proud of that you have not given your full attention to, and you've not let light you know circulate in your system and light you up so I want you to take loads of time to really review the entire year and think about all the things you've done and what are you most proud of mine your camera roll and your messages for all of those wins all of the great things you received all of the things you completed Um, and all of the things you poured your heart into. Whether you want to evaluate your whole body of work, you know, number of clients you work with, different projects that you worked on, content you published, um, whatever it is, really maybe write a list of all the things that you've done. So often we're in this time of year where we're thinking, oh my goodness, it's December, I'm, all, I'm behind on this, what have I done this year, I'm a bad person, la 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 la. A, a great way to get out of that loop is to look at the cold, hard facts. Where did you spend your time this year? What did get done? What are the intangible and tangible things that you've accomplished? Evaluate your body of work. If you are one of those people who's always beating yourself up for not doing enough, I guarantee you, if you're listening to this podcast, you are probably doing too much. So take a look at the data and celebrate the hell out of what you did achieve this year. And I really encourage you as well is 
take two or three of the achievements that you are really chuffed with, the kind of achievements that you want more of in your life, separate them and reverse engineer the process of how you made it happen. Try and figure out what is the recipe for making this happen again in my life. Look backwards and work out what did you have to be, do, and have to make this possible. Because if you're able to break it down and actually figure out the specific recipe for success, the habits you needed to have, the environment that you needed to be in, the boundaries you had to set, etc., the energy that you had to raise, it's far more likely that you can do that again. Your success is never an accident. So take the time to reverse engineer how you made success happen for yourself this year. And look, when I'm saying the word achievement, whatever that means to you, think beyond the usual professional goalposts, etc. What about your social life? What about your emotional and interior life? Did you build a lot of resilience this year? Did you make a lot of new connections? Do you have some mental health achievements that you haven't really celebrated? Did you make good decisions this year? These are all achievements. So I want you to really take the time to go there and make a, a non-exhaustive list of everything that you are proud of. All right, now we're going to move on to the next letter, which is challenges. So here is your private space that nobody is going to see and nobody is going to grade you on to explore what didn't go according to plan for you. I really encourage you to try and keep this space free of self-attack. Now, in episode 20 of this podcast, I talked about the importance of cultivating a scientist mindset, of seeing everything that you do as an experiment by setting a hypothesis and parameters and then embracing a sense of play and curiosity to see, well, am I, is it, am I right? What's going to happen? And one of the key tenets and values of having a scientist mindset as you go through life is that it helps you see mistakes and failures as evidence of forward movement that are actually essential for your success. Because if you're not making mistakes or having failures, how will you actually be able to assess where you are and what you're capable of? It's simply a process of locating yourself and figuring out what you do need to succeed. So here is a place for you to document your challenges, your struggles, the mistakes, the things that didn't go the way you wanted, your disappointments. And to bring that scientist mindset to this reflection exercise. What did you learn from these experiences? What did you learn about who you are, what you're capable of, and what you didn't have to succeed? What was missing in your environment? What skills, what information, what support, what energy 
was missing that kept you from achieving the thing you wanted? What did you learn about, do you still want to pursue this thing? What did you learn about other, other things that you're good at that you weren't aware of, but you learned in the process? What did you notice about yourself, about others? Because inside challenges and failures are the keys to working out what our next steps might be. So I really encourage you to document what didn't work and still celebrate that you, that you took those steps. Celebrate that you took those risks and don't hide from what didn't go right because hiding simply means that without this process of integration and understanding and learning, those same challenges, those same lessons, will just keep coming up for you again and again until you start to notice what's missing. All right, letter E. Letter E stands for energy. And this is the section that is often missing from many other year in review exercises, which is why I've added it in here. Because you need to evaluate honestly how your physical, mental, and emotional energy and health was this year so that you can weigh up whether that was related to the achievements and the challenges you faced whether it made the strategy you chose possible or not. And it helps to reinforce whether your pay is at the right level for you. So evaluate here, how was your energy this year? What did you do that was successful to raise your energy? And what drained it? Did you do enough of what really lights you up? Did you honor your cyclical nature? Were you compassionate with yourself as you naturally moved through expanded and contracted states of energy like a, a, a normal cyclical being? And I really encourage you to look at both episode seven of this podcast, which is all about energy raising, and episode 19, which is about working with your internal seasons. Because if you are in this section realizing, well, actually, my energy was not my ally this year. I really drained myself. I was ill a lot. I had to drop things because I didn't have the energy to hold it. Then oh, maybe this is a big area of focus for you next year. So episode 7 and episode 19 may have lots of uh, useful tips for you there. And this might be a perfect place for you to start before you start setting your goals and your goalposts for next year. And evaluating our energy is really, really important because even our greatest achievements over time start to become irrelevant if they make you feel terrible in your body. Finally, letter R is for relationships. Again, this is an area that I find is missing from a lot of 
reviewing exercises or even a reviewing of how success happens. Because our ecology, the soil in which we are growing, is the number one factor in whether we're going to be able to meet our desires or not. So take a look at the landscape of your relationships from 2021. How were you supported? And was it enough? Who really showed up for you? And where are the places that you felt isolated or cut off or unrooted? Now, when I say landscape of relationships, I mean really looking all over the place. So yes, your colleagues, your business collaborators, your team, your mentors, your clients, your friends, your partner, your family. Think about any new relationships that you created this year. Are you proud of them? What are you celebrating? Um, Think of any relationships that you're proud of for letting go of because they were not supporting you or in alignment with the direction in which you're trying to go. They were not contributing to your ecology. And when you've done this exercise of evaluating your landscape of relationships and the names of all the people who contributed to you this year, then harvest those. I really encourage you to write and thank those people. What a beautiful gift to receive at this time of year is just even the shortest message of acknowledgement from someone who is thanking you for contributing to them this year. And think about places where you contributed to others. Where did you send your energy? And did that feel good to you? Have you realized that you're actually investing a lot of your personal energy into other people's successes, other people's businesses, other people's projects, other people's work priorities? Is that right for you? So who contributed to you and who did you contribute to and how is that balance feeling? Places to look. But as soon as we start to see our success as being rooted in our ecology, as being a systems outcome, not an individual outcome, it becomes easy for us to make more connections as to why relationship building is probably going to be the absolute number one factor in determining whether we get our desires or not. All right, so that's the six-step formula. Spacer. Strategy, pay, achievements, challenges, energy, and relationships. Now, I want to caveat this by mentioning that, yes, uncomfortable emotions are likely to come up for you as you're doing this. And those uncomfortable emotions might be the reason why some of you might have avoided this kind of exercise for a long time. I want you to know that your emotions are neutral, they are valid, and they are worth engaging with. Because those emotions that arise contain really important messages for you. And... I invite you to question, how will you use those emotions? So as we're doing an exercise like this, 
sadness or disappointment might come up. But in case, instead of tamping that down or stuffing it down, I encourage you to sit with the sadness. See what it's trying to show you. Because sadness often points us to tender spots in our lives, in our bodies that need attention. Places that we have neglected. Things that are important to us that we have diminished. Or just simply that the places where we are exhausted, alone and unsupported. Let that sadness point you to where there are desires for you to do things differently next year, to source yourself differently, to get supported differently, to, to rush less. Because sadness ultimately, in its most useful form, can be turned into connection with others and it can be turned into an energy of hope. Anger might come up for you as you're doing this exercise. Anger that things didn't go your way or people didn't support you enough or you had to struggle alone or whatever it is. Anger is a valid emotion. Let it come up. Let it permeate your system. Let it run through your circuits, cleansing them. Because anger is also going to point you in a direction. It's going to show you what you love, what's worth protecting. We don't get angry about things we don't care about. So any anger you feel is a really efficient way to learn what do I care most about and what am I currently not protecting? Worry might come up. Worry about the future. Worry that you don't have enough time. Worry that you're not going to have enough money. Worry is simply a flavor of care. Again, these are places that are important to you, that are worthy of more of your attention. Note the places where you feel really worried and note that there are places worth investigating to see if you can source yourself better. You need more resources there. You need more energy. You need more support because currently the worry is because you don't feel like you have enough resources to make that happen. So it's simply an invitation of, okay, I need more resources in this area before I take another step. Fear is going to come up, perhaps. Fear that what you want is so big and it's scary, or the fear of actually continuing on this path is going to bring up a lot of uncomfortable feelings, and you might face rejection, you might face more sadness and disappointment. Again, fear is just the opposite side of desire. It is simply reminding us that the things we want are scary because of how much they mean to us, because of how right they are for us. If you don't feel fear, it isn't a sign that you're fearless and successful and you've done all your inner work. No, it simply means that that thing actually, you don't care that much about it. That's all. The, the size of your desire comes with exactly the same proportion of fear. They come together. These are dual energies. So celebrate where there is fear coming up in your, in your year in review because it's a sign you're on the right path. So tricky emotions, 
emotions that we're encouraged to dismiss and erase and get rid of, but no, they are just messages from you to you. They are trying to get you to see something. They're trying to get you to feel something. And actually using them and harnessing them in this process is going to be the most efficient way for you to figure out what should I be putting my attention on in 2022 for success. Do not exclude your emotions from this process. They are just as valid as looking at the cold hard facts and making rational evaluations. (sighs) So you have now done your year in review. You have taken the time it needed to take, whatever that means for you. You have engaged with the emotions that come up. Um, maybe you've decided to engage for several days, letting that emotional wave move through you until you arrive at a place of clarity where all of those emotions have come up, they've circulated, they've shown you what they want to show you, and now you feel a bit more calm and collected. The last step of this process is now to harvest your year in review. Because what is this all for if it's not informing how we make our next moves? So you might now want to look at your year in review and look for desires. Look for desires that have emerged. What has your sadness and disappointment shown you about what you actually want more of next year? What has your challenge what have your challenges shown you about what's missing from your life that you need for success? What have your victories and achievements shown you about what you want more of? Look for all the new desires that are emerging, little ones, big ones, bigger dreams, as you go through this process and, and note them down. What victories have you noticed that you actually realize you've barely celebrated? You've not given the attention they deserve. Maybe some of those things you've been working on for months or years and you just blithely got them and because you were busy at the time, you just moved on to the next thing. I do not want any of your victories to go uncelebrated. So harvest your victories Have a celebration party for yourself where you really get to bask in the glory of everything that worked for you this year. Harvest your tender spots that need care. Where are the places you feel sore? Where are the places you feel that there's a lack of care? Where did worry show up for you? Put those to the side and note them down because I want you in 2022 to bring more deliberate attention to nourishing yourself in those spots? Where is there gratitude to be extended? Who is part of your ecology? Who helped you? Who guided you? Who mentored you? Who resourced you? Who encouraged you? Who opened doors for you? Share that thanks. Send out those messages of gratitude. And finally, what is the medicine that you're getting from this? What is the integration that's happening? How are you getting closure from different things? Really feel the satisfaction of that, 
the satisfaction of finally getting an insight or understanding why something had to happen a certain way or getting closure on a topic that you've been spinning your wheels around or just suddenly sinking into that satisfaction of, oh, ah, okay, so I know what was missing now and I know what the next step needs to be. And there'll be plenty more things that, depending on how you've approached this, are worth harvesting. Make sure you pull out all of those bits that you want to bring into next year, all the lessons, all the medicine, all the victories, uh, all the relationships you want to bring with you. This is the foundation from which your year next year will be able to fully flourish. So as I said at the beginning, (laughs) this is not a quick and easy process. It's not a tick box exercise. It's deep. It deserves time and attention. So you now have a month or more to spend on this process. And I would love to hear from you. If you do undertake this spacer formula with the emotional engagement and the harvesting of desires afterwards, how did it go for you? What did you learn? Did it work? (laughs) And I wish you a beautiful end of this year. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be with you soon.